Hello my friends, hello my life warriors, wherever you are in the world, I do hope you're having a good day, welcome to the Day In Day Out podcast, this is episode 46, uh, today's guest is Dr. Denise Moore Revel, uh, she is a, <clears throat> excuse me, let me clear my throat, she is a CEO, founder, uh, an award-nominated best-selling author, a speaker, and personal development coach. Uh, she has, uh, I have to say, she is a very motivating, a very inspirational person to speak to. Um, yeah, absolute pleasure. Uh, so please, sit back, enjoy the show. Uh, yes, and yeah, have a great time. <laughs> anyway, enjoy the show. Peace. Hello, my friends. Hello, my life warriors, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to the Day In, Day Out podcast. This is episode 46. Today, I am very privileged and honored uh, to have Dr. Denise Moore, a revel. Uh, she is a CEO, founder, uh, author uh, of a bestseller. And yes, yeah, she helps people find the power of their voices. It, via uh, being a speech language therapist. Ha! <laughs> Rather than me, uh, wax lyrical, like telling you all about her. Denise, Dr. Denise, please do tell. How are you? All right. <laughs> I am so, I'm so amazing. Doing so amazing. So thankful to be here to have this opportunity to be here with you today. <laughs> ah, I'm glad to hear it. I'm like, you know what? I'm... Glad you're here today. Yes, it is Friday. It is the end yes. of the week. Well, what yes. the working week for most of us. So yes. Yeah. Miles all around. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Yeah, I'd like to say thank you for coming on today. It is an immense pleasure. Like, uh, yeah, one of the things which has uh, kind of amazed me about your profile when I was checking it through that yeah, you've been like. You've recently became a like CEO founder. You've like sort of done a leap from what you were normally doing, like to something completely different. What was the thing? What sort of inspired you to take this leap? Well, uh, like I, I like you said, I've been a speech therapist for almost twenty seven years now. Wow! And I started the Own Your Amazing Movement about three years ago. But what I discovered. It's not, it's that my work isn't that different. You know, it's just an extension of what I've been doing. So it wasn't a, a big leap, even though it was a leap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I've always been, you know, a champion for people. I've always been a champion for people having their own voice and having their own say and just realizing that no matter what, you are amazing. So the work that I've done as a speech pathologist, so you have people coming to me with speech impediments, right? Mm -hmm. And so with some of those people, they feel bad about themselves, you know, or they feel like what they have to say doesn't matter or it sounds funny. And so my job has always been to make sure they understood that their voice matters, regardless of how it sounded, right? Yeah. And so I, I feel like Own Your Amazing Movement is just an extension of that. I don't think it's too far from, I still just want people to understand they have a voice, it matters and just on who you are. Mm. Yeah, like, because 27 years of like basically helping people with their voices, getting it out there, because like it's one of those things I think we always take for granted, like, yeah, yeah. just talking, talking away, talk, 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 talk. It's one of those things when like, when you get the talking bug at that young age, all the way until like you pass, 
you'll be talking. And when like someone can't do that, something which it's so second nature, you don't even think about it. Yeah, it's very hard and difficult, I imagine. Someone who doesn't have that, doesn't have that access and helping them find that is, yeah, amazing. And I particularly work with young children right now in my career mm -hmm. uh, because I want to make sure that they have a good foundation and a good sense of who they are yeah. and a good sense of feeling good about who they are yeah. and not allowing this particular speech impediment stop them so I tell people, it may be a speech impediment for this person, but it may be something else for me or maybe something else for you that we have to understand that no matter what, uh, we are perfectly imperfect. You know, we, we, we are good. We are exactly who we need to be. And we need to honor that and we need to celebrate that. Mm. And like with regards to like celebrating that, how like I know people are different in every way, like from each other. But what have you found has been some of the celebrations which has sort of touched you the most? What's been some of the what now? Celebrations. Uh, people have done. Celebrations. Mm. Uh, wow, so many. <laughs> you ah. know, um, it, it, sometimes it doesn't have to be big things. It can be just little things, you know. Mm. Um, you're just celebrating your own little personal wins, you know. I'm all about the small wins, you know. Um, just being able to face fear, you know, yeah. and, and, and be courageous and speaking up, you know, um, <laughs> and being able to share your voice and be able to share your ideas with people. So I believe, you know, it's a daily celebration if we choose to celebrate it. You know, it doesn't have to be this big parade every day. Some days it's just being able to show up and speak up. That's, that's reason to celebrate, you know, because some mm. people have struggled with doing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. With regards to like the small celebrations, um, like yeah, I think it is important because yeah, got to remember a brick is a brick, but when you get that brick, put it together, uh, arrange it, yeah. build, build. Before you know it, you've got a house, you've got a wall, you've got a bridge, you've got a whole array of things. It just comes down to how you like put that one victory put that one celebration put that one step forward and that can lead you to great and wonderful things i learned that early in my career as a speech therapist mm. when i first started i was working with a lot of children who were nonverbal. Okay. didn't have any words none <laughs> and so here i was you know fresh out of college had these grand ideas i was going to change the world and I have this little person sitting in front of me, a three or four year old sitting in front of me and can't say anything. Mm. And so I remember the first year, the goal was to get this little boy to say five words, five. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> that was the goal for the year, you know? Mm. And so I had to learn to celebrate if he gave me a smile in response to me speaking or if he gave me a little grunt or something you know or if he looked my way to you know to know that I had his attention so then I had to I had to learn how to celebrate the small wins because initially I felt like a failure I felt like I can't do this he's not making these big strides but I had to start looking at the little small strides and small steps and lo and behold by the end of the year he had more than five words because oh. Ellis Every time he did something small, I celebrated it. Like, oh my God, he said ma, you know? Yeah. Oh my God, he said ma, you know? 
And so by the time the year ended, he had many words in his vocabulary. So that was my like life lesson about celebrate the small wins. Because mm, they yeah. matter, you know? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, no, it must have been like quite unusual to have a quiet child sitting in front of you because like the whole thing is like I've worked in summer camps back in the day and stuff like this. And like yeah, yeah. a silent child is something you need to be aware of because they're up to something. That is true. Yeah, yes, yeah, so I going, why is it so quiet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Oh uh, yeah. So one of the things which I find interesting about, like, when did you start doing your book? How did you become an author? Okay, let me tell you about that. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, growing up, and, you know, I did pretty well in school, you know. Yeah. Uh, but writing was always a tough thing for me. So I never imagined I was going to be an author. It, it just never crossed my mind that that was going to be something for me, right? Mm. And so um, when I was in high school, my senior year in high school, my English teacher told me I was one of the worst writers he had ever had. That's encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? It's like, mind you, mind you, he had been teaching for years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, and I was like, oh my God, you're kidding me, right? You know, and so it really, really, really messed with my self-esteem when it came yeah. to my writing, you know? Mm. I've always didn't done well in math and science, all those kind of, but writing was a little tough for me. I, I can talk, but writing, tough. so when he said that, it really undermined my confidence in my writing. So fast forward, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, someone approached me about writing a book. I was like, oh, I can't write a book. I'm not a good writer. I'm not a good writer. I can't do that. Mm. What do you mean write a book? And so this person reminded me, they said, well, didn't you just write a dissertation to get your PhD? I was like, oh yeah, I did. Yeah, like a PhD. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's like quite a healthy book right there. So yeah. You wrote a book. I was like, oh yeah, but in my mind, I just saw them differently, mm. you know? And I and so when it came to writing the book, I heard, I had my English teacher like in my head like you're not a good writer, you can't write a book, you can't do that. And so I remember when I made the decision to write the book, um, I wrote it. I had worked with a book coach, mm. and I had it all ready to go. And then I was I told myself, you're not going to put it out there, you're not going to put it out there, you can't put it out there, mm. you can't do that. Yeah. And so yeah. what got me was I said okay. I had a conversation with God. I said, okay, if I can help one person with my book, it'll be worth it. Mm. I said, okay, I put it out there. I, get, I got over my fear. And I said, okay, if I can just help one person with my book, I'm good to go. And thank God I've helped several, you know, and went on to be nominated for an award, the best, all of that. But it stemmed from me facing my fear and not letting my English teacher continue to, to be in my head about my writing. Ah, but yeah. no, I never started out wanting to be an author. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like as as a wise woman says, like you got to get out of your comfort zone. I'm not going to say who that was. Absolutely, but, um... Ooh, my eyes are burning. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no, but like this is the thing. Um, so 
how long did it take you to do like do the book get it together like bring it like make it come together um i think it took me probably about start to finish maybe maybe less than six months if that long i don't think it took that long to launch but yeah mm. by the time i wrote it editing you know going back and forth with it um, making, you know, so the process, maybe, maybe six months, if that, from start to finish, by the time I launched. So, yeah, so now I now help other people write books. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I have two clients right now, oh, as we speak, who are about to launch their book. Yeah, and so now I support other people to let them know, hey, you can do it too, you know, whatever hangups, whatever's been holding you back, you, you know, go ahead and, and work through that. So I have two who are about to launch their books probably next month. Mm. So now I help people who are like me, you know, afraid to to step into that, you know, authorship kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, like this is the thing. Um, I get this. Like, uh, I've watched a one or two of your videos on Facebook, and like I've got to say, yeah, your uh -huh. like sort of daily, like not daily briefings, your Tuesday and Thursday briefings. Yeah, uh -huh. very yeah. like yeah. very positive energy. Like you know, what I mean, always sort of like help that. Like, People, telling people to go forward in their lives yes. or else um but yeah i'm liking it i'm liking it a lot so yeah like you went from like basically therapist to author mm -hmm. and now book consultant that is quite trippy uh to say the least like so with that um is that how you sort of drew everything to like was it the book what came first or was it then helping uh, ladies like find their voices out there? I think uh, it was helping ladies find their voices first because I started the movement three years ago and I think I wrote the book almost two years ago. So the movement started before the book. Again, mm. um, someone was like, hey, you should write a book. About I was like, no, I'm good. That's okay. You know, and I thought, I was like, well, maybe. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. So it was me helping the women and yeah. then the book is like a tool that can be used. You know, I can't, I can't work with everybody. You know, I can mm. work with some people, but the book could be like a tool to help people get started on this journey of owning their amazing. Mm. And with owning their amazing, uh, what is like, how does that sort of, uh, excuse me, owning their amazing is the book, but with regards to the work you do with the ladies, how does that work out? Is it just through video? Is it through like, uh, meetings or briefings? How does it work? All of that. <laughs> All of that. So I, yeah, I do. I do coaching. Uh, I do private coaching. I do group coaching. I've, I've hosted workshops where women come come together and we talk about uh, just the foundation of what it means to own your amazing. In a couple of months, I'm going to be doing a, a one-day conference. So it's all of that. It's a compilation of all of those things where I'm just trying to reach people, reach women particularly. Mm. I have some men come up <laughs> along for the ride. <laughs> that, all right. um, but mainly women. <laughs> uh, I was interviewed a couple of weeks ago by this other guy. He was like, what about the men? You talk about women. He's like, why do you speak to women? I was like, I'm a woman. Boy. <laughs> Let's start there. I'm a woman. <laughs> and so I said, not that I'm excluding men, but there's some things I can say to women as a woman, you know. Mm. And so we just kind of laugh. It's open to men too, but primarily I speak to women. Um, 
but all of those things, the coaching, the workshopping, the, you know, um, the conferences, all of those kind of things, it, it compilates the whole Own Your Amazing movement. Mm. Yeah, I think with regards to the Own Your Amazing movement, I think with what's going on currently at this present time, I think it's going to be something which is definitely need to be called on more so. Uh, I think people like look at this sort of lockdown period, wherever they are right now, as this yeah. might be the time to chill, hold, see what happens, then make my move afterwards. But I would say in many a case, if there's a time to act, right, it's the time to act right now because everyone is on pause. Get your skill set up and then basically, yeah, step forward boldly. Uh, Whatever awaits us in the next few months. Yes. And I I totally agree with that. You know, I have been saying for the last couple of weeks on my weekly um, Facebook lives, it's like, now is the time. We have so much time to be more reflective Mm. because oftentimes I know for me, I have been very busy running here, running there, doing all these kind of things. I I didn't really stop to be reflective on my life, you know? Mm. And so now that we all had to push pause, it's like, now it's the perfect opportunity to say, well, who am I to me? Do Mm. I love my life? Mm. If I don't, can I do something about it? You know, so instead of a lot of people, you know, just are going, have been going to jobs they hated anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you didn't like the job. No, is that <laughs> you didn't a, like mm. it. You, <laughs> is that, it's like, now you have an opportunity to create something different if you choose to, you know? Mm, yeah, like this is a thing, one life. Uh, and like, it, it can go quite swiftly. And while we're sitting here, Ooh, yeah. Well, we're in our homes or not basically able to work on the jobs where some are, where some people might hate them, some people might love them, but some people might be just seeking something different. And if they are seeking something different, now is the sort of time where I go, yeah, it can be taken away from you. Like, you know, like yeah, going to the shops, that can be taken away from you. Like going to a restaurant, yeah. that can be taken away from you. Like going to the cinema, yeah. that can be taken away from you. But yeah. that is like on the small side, but on the bigger side, yeah, mm-hmm. we are finite. We are not here forever and do a little bit more living and get to a little bit more doing rather than sitting, I say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And I think now is a great time to redefine again, um, how do you want your life to be? Mm. Um, I have... Um, I'm one of four siblings. I'm, four, I'm one of five children. I have four siblings. And one of my sisters, she, she's a college professor. And um, she was saying that she decided for, you know, before when this whole thing happened, a lot of universities had to take their classes online. My sister mm. was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about, you know, this, doing this class online. Now she was like, I'm not going back to campus. I'm doing all my classes online. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, no, I'm done with that. Like, Get me a link. I got a taste of, yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. So what is your sister studying uh, at university? Well, she's a professor there. She's not studying. Uh, She's a professor there. Okay. So she's like, yes. Yeah. This is the way of the future. That's it. Get I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> it's like that's... No, no more three-hour commutes. It's like, oh my god, you know. She's like, oh my god, I'm loving this new, this new normal. So, 
that's, you know, even I had a, um, one of the parents of the kids that I work with, she told me just the other day that she's going to start homeschooling the children. Right. They're not going back to school. She said her and her husband made a decision that they're going to start homeschooling their children because they've been doing it. They was like, we like it. We want to have a more, more influence over our children's education. So that's why I said people are deciding to redefine what life looks like for them. Mm. Now it's a great opportunity to do that. We take advantage of this opportunity. Mm. Yeah, I, no, I agree. And yes, um, everyone, I, I, everyone, including myself, is trying to figure out what the sort of new face of normal is going to be after this. Um, I think it's a case of we have enough, like, it's like we don't really have any idea of what that might look like. Uh, is it going to be more lockdowns in the future in the near future is it going to be like yeah everything goes back but everyone wears face masks because there's i think there's this sort of like little primal thing within us all where it's like you you get told the stats you get told the numbers and you go oh yeah that's not really i'm not i'm okay with that but if you don't see someone with a mask or if you see someone cough you're kind of like uh, <laughs> stay away why uh, yeah, but you you understand where I'm coming from with that? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. But my 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 position has been, you know, uh, all through this because you know my work has been essential. I've had to continue to work, you mm. know, uh, and so. But I've just had to choose to be positive about it and say, you know, take precautions, do what I need to do to protect myself and my clients. Uh, but have a good attitude about it, you know, uh, it could be worse, you know, not that it's not bad, but it could be worse, you know, and, and this too shall pass. Th it's not going to be like this forever. You know, that's what keeps me going. This too shall pass. You know, um, we'll get through this like we've gotten through other things, you know, uh, it's the old saying, they say tough times don't last, but tough people do. It's mm. like, how are you and I going to come out after this? You know, am I going to be better off? Am I going to be more resilient? Am I going to be more strong-minded after this? You know, if I'm not, then something is wrong. You know, that I haven't done my work. Mm. I haven't done the work on me. If I'm not better after this, you know, I'm from originally from North Carolina. I'm in the Maryland, D.C. area, and I have not been able to go see my family. And normally I'm, I'm there, you know, every couple of months. So that's been hard. And it has just made me appreciate them so much more. And it's like, I'm better for that. I'm better that when I see my family again, I'm going to be much more appreciative of our coming together and not take those times for granted. Mm. No, I'm liking that. I'm liking that. Yeah. Um, yes, it shows a strong will and a great mindset. Mm -hmm. And this is the whole thing. I think with regards to the isolation uh, that some people are feeling, uh, mindset is one of the things where I don't think there's been enough sort of emphasis on it like, because it's like, yeah. It's just like, okay, yep, we're in, we're in lockdown. Great. Like, keep, like, um, like how, they, how do they say? Like, we're going to, like, thin out the curve. Everything's been on that. And yet, when it comes to people's minds, like, keeping them busy, like, keep, like, keeping them structured or just, just keeping it in a positive place, I don't think there's been yeah. a lot done at all in that arena. And I think we need to all pull together on that sense and watch out for the people who are uh, vulnerable out there. 
Oh, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, you know, you have to be intentional about it. Mm. Uh, I have to be intentional about it. You know, I have to get up every day saying it's going to be a good day. I'm going to be positive because there's so much negativity around us. It's easy to allow those, those things to get inside of us. So I work on it. You know, this mm. morning I put on some good music. You know, I, I want to <laughs> have some good energy when I'm talking to you. I was excited and looking forward to this conversation. You know, I was thinking about all the good that can come to my day, not all the other things that are going on, particularly in the United States right now with some incidents, you know, this incident that's going on in addition to the pandemic, you know? Mm. So those things are tough. And if I'm not careful, I'll allow those things to drain me and take my energy and not, because when that happens, we can't be creative. We can't be problem solvers. Like, okay, this is the problem, but how do we solve it? Mm. How do we get past it? How do we make it better? And so that's where I have to keep myself and I think now that I think about it, having to work with people who have disabilities, who have challenges on a daily, you have to stay positive. You always have to say, what is the solution for this? You know, um, how can we make this, make this better? That's been my mindset for over 20 something years because of the work that I do. I can't come to a child like, oh my God, you can't talk. I don't know what's going to happen to you. Poor th I can't do that. <laughs> that look at you like, I, what? Really? You what? No, uh, yeah. like, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. Like, this is the thing. I, I, yeah, like, if you, I just could see a kid like, huh? <laughs> no. Right. Yep. But like this is the thing, uh, yeah. It sometimes puts into perspective. Like sometimes people do whine about things when like they are fit and healthy, when they have got all their faculties, and like you know what I mean. Sometimes yeah, yeah. it's just they just need to take like get off the couch, take two steps forward, and their life would be twenty percent better. Uh, when you do like when you are around people which are less fortunate, which would love to speak, would, would love to run, mm -hmm. would like to just simply, yeah, yeah. go for yeah. a, like walk on the beach yeah. or whatnot. Uh, you kind of like look and go, come on. Uh, yeah, I should stop my whining. Uh, appreciate what mm -hmm. I've got. And yeah, look to the horizon and yeah, work to a better future. Uh, rather than sort of, woe is me. Uh, I wish I like, Something good should good can, can come out of it, but only if someone else helps me instead of like going, hey, it's up to you. Get up, get at it, make it happen. Exactly. And years ago too, I used to work in hospitals and nursing homes, but mm. particularly um, in all the acute care nursing, I mean, acute care hospitals where people have strokes and car accidents, you know, head trauma, all mm. of those kind of things. And um, having to learn how to talk again, you know, and we can play, you know what I mean? It's like, really? You <laughs> yeah. know, really? <laughs> yeah. The person is having to learn how they've had a stroke. They've had, you know, a, you know, you know, head injury, all these things, their life has been changed. And if I don't go in there with some type of positive and some hope that, okay, things may not go back to exactly the way it was, but it can still get better than what it is. So mm -hmm. I've, I, I just said, I've had to do that. I can't go into this guy. I, I remember working with this uh, man. He had been vibrant. Him and his wife, they lived this amazing life. And one night, they were coming home after going to the opera. And his foot slipped, and he fell back. And the back of his head hit the stairs. Ooh. Yeah. 
never the same. He could talk, but he couldn't recall words anymore. He couldn't name, oh, that's a computer, that's a light. He, could, he knew it in his mind, but he just couldn't get it out. And he was so frustrated. This was a very cultured man. You know, mm. but his whole world has changed at that moment. His head hit the back of the steps. And so how could I go in there and be like, I'm sorry, I'm, you know, you know, you're never going to have your life again. I'm, you, you know, no, we would, I would, we would get out the newspaper. We would get out the different places they've been. We talk about it and I get him to recall it. So, so he can get excited again. And so his wife was like, okay, you work really hard. We're going to trip. Mm. You know what I'm saying? You know, your life doesn't have to stop, but this is how we're going to make it better. So that's the attitude. I think we all need to have like, how can we just, Look at the situation. It could be worse. Mm. Yes, it could. <laughs> but yeah. how can we make it better and, and go forward with what we have? Mm. Yeah, but like this, like from what I'm hearing from how you're speaking, like yeah. the words are like quite true and clear. Yeah, look, you got like you've got to work at it. You've got to keep pushing. And like don't like don't expect. Uh, things to be handed to you because if you don't work at it you don't push for it and you expect that handout it won't happen uh, like it will very rarely happen like so it's like yeah if you want better things in life get with the hard work be dedicated and like yeah have faith and believe in yourself uh, because I think it's a case of there are many people out there who i think want to do great things but yet they like they miss they have two things where like they will work hard for it they'll push themselves but they don't have that faith or belief in oneself to yeah. make them go forward to basically believe in that dream to help them get a lot further push a lot and um, push on and when that's missing you like going yeah you almost had it you almost had it but yeah it just faded away um like something i was watching earlier this week um uh in the last dance the michael jordan documentary uh-huh 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 like the mic oh god like this is the thing you, like michael jordan like this is being like when i like when i was like young in the in the 90s like watching like here in the UK that Michael Jordan crept up and basically became like the face of sports everywhere. And you kind of like went, oh yeah, it's amazing. And you go, you look at his physicality right. is one thing. You go, right, yeah. He's the physically, most probably the perfect person to be in his position playing what he does. And you go, right. You look at the team. The team was built around him and you've got all these players and you're like, yeah. And then it was just like, yeah, that team should win all the time, but why doesn't it? And you're like, oh, wait a second. What is that missing ingredient? And for the longest time, mm -hmm. you didn't know, like, look, there'll be some people who look at Michael Jordan after watching this documentary and go, oh my God, you're a tyrant. You are like, you are a terror. Oh my God. But yeah. the mindset, the belief in himself, which he then basically, um, instilled in some imposed on the others and like it just basically took it forward and you went oh my god <laughs> that's like um, it led to something sensational but other people 
decided to tear that down and it just amazes me like wow. yeah. yeah yeah it is very it's a very how can i say it's very un unusual to me when people do that because like with like what you do you encourage people and you like basically instill belief into people you like there are many people you would say yeah that's a diamond dozen but it's not true like you've got some people which do that but for the most part if someone wants to push forward or if someone wants to grow there are many people which will get in the way of that growth there are many people who will stop that push forward um sometimes it comes from a place of caring and sometimes yeah. it comes from a place of yeah a, not so much of a good place but like with that, what do you say to people with, who often face that? Well, I mean, that's the nature of what I do in terms of even my coaching. You know, uh, I, like I said, I have a client later on today who wants to start a business. Mm. You know, and um, she, she's brilliant. <laughs> you know, she has everything she needs to be successful at this business. And so when we had our um, conversation, initial conversation. I said, so what's been stopping you? What stopped you? I mean, you sound like you have everything you need in order to get this thing off the ground. What's mm. been stopping you? And she was like, fear. That's it. And that's all, fear. And I was like, wow, you know? Yeah. And I said, um, that's what's stopping most people, you know? But the, the fact that she was so self-aware of that. And so it's the whole, like you said, the mindset thing. It's not that she doesn't have the skill set. Mm. You know, she's educated. She has the skills and all those kind of things. But she said, I've just really been afraid to put it out there as a business. I'm not sure I can do it. I don't know if it's going to be good. You know, all those things we tell ourselves to stop us mm. uh, from, from moving forward. And so part of what I tell her to do, I said, we're going to work on business strategies. I said, but the large part is going to be mindset. Mm. It's going to be mindset. It's like you have to have the right mind to say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to be successful in it. I believe enough in myself that I can do this. And a lot of times we just don't have that self-belief that we're capable. One of the things I also talk about is the power of identity. Who are you for yourself? And a lot of times, like I said, I saw her brilliance. Yes. I saw her, her skill set. I saw like, wow, my God, this is, she's, she can do this thing. But she didn't see it. Mm. She didn't see herself as this successful business person. And so that's been stopping her. And oftentimes it's not what but other people think about us that's important. It's like, what do we think about ourselves? Because that is going to determine your actions and your reactions, what you think about you. Mm. Because I can think you're brilliant. I can think you're amazing. But if you don't think that about yourself, you're going to play small. And guess what? That's what happened to me. That's really how Own Your Amazing got started. I want to kind of talk about that for a second. Yeah. I had gone to a, a weekend retreat with um, a, my business coach at the time. And so uh, it was my time to sit in the front of the room with the attendees. And so as soon as I sat down, I started crying. I'm like, ah! And she's like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. My life. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. You know, all of that. And so um, one, of the, one of the attendees who was there, she said to me, she said, oh, I know what's wrong with you. And mind you, I had just met this lady the day mm. before. And I'm thinking in my mind, you don't know me. <laughs> you do not know me. Like, you anything about me, you know. <laughs> like, you know what's wrong with me? No, I don't think so. Uh, <laughs> please, 
go away. <laughs> so I was thinking, you don't know me. You don't know anything about me. But, but what I said was, oh, okay, what is it? Oh. <laughs> if you said it with that tone. I did. Okay. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, what is it? You know? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I could see people just like, I'm, let's take a step back. Right. <laughs> I, you know, that was, I, was, I was like, oh, okay, what is it? And so she was like, you're smart, you're brilliant, you're talented. You all these amazing things. She said, but you don't own it. Mm. You need to own your amazing. Stop playing small and stop being, stop apologizing for who you are. I was like, that's it. Oh my God. <laughs> 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 you know, like, <laughs> I, I thought this was going to go a different way, but when it like, said like the first few, I was like, okay, yes. I was like, how do you know me? <laughs> <laughs> you do know me. You, you do. do know me. <laughs> and, and that's how it started. That's where the name came. She was like, you need to own your amazing. Stop playing small. Mm. That's not helping you or the world. Just show up and be who you are. I was like, yeah. So that's my message. Just show up and be as amazing as you are, you know? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like, this is the thing. So, like, after that, was it a case of, right, forward? Or was it a case of just, like, yeah, you, like, you start, pause, and then when? Uh, there was a lot of stopping and pausing, stopping and pausing, stopping yeah. and pausing, until I was like, yeah, okay. You know, it was a lot of because I still had a lot of um, internal stuff I still had to work through, you know? Mm. Um, but that lit the spark inside of me, like, yeah, I am amazing. I really started thinking about that. And so part of Own Your Amazing is understanding your value, understanding how valuable you are. And, you know, I tell people in my workshop, we do this thing where I have them to take out a mirror and I said, look at yourself. Look, really look at yourself. Most of the time we, we in the morning, we get dressed, blah, blah, blah. but I'm like, stop and really look at you and then realize that there are over 7 billion people on the planet and nobody looks like you. That's amazing. That's amazing. When you really stop and think about, we are one of a kind. Mm. We're it. You're it. I'm it. It's nobody else like me and nobody else like you. And we should value that. We should celebrate that. But oftentimes we have been told, oh, because I don't look like you, I'm not good enough. Or mm. because I don't act like you, it's not good enough. But the truth of the matter is we are all unique and special and amazing. And we have to own that, own who we are, own how we show up, and then own what we have to offer the world. In the book, I talk about how I believe God, I believe in God. I believe in a creator. Yeah. I believe in an intelligent being created us. And with that, he created us on purpose and with a purpose. So the characteristics that I have, my personality, my everything was on purpose. It was not by accident. <laughs> because he designed me for a certain reason, for a certain purpose. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. We are, and a lot of times we don't, we don't know this. We don't own it. And so we, we, we feel diminished and like, oh, my business isn't like yours. And, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't need to be. 
or your podcast is not like this. It doesn't need to be. No. We are all unique and special in what we have to offer the world. Mm. Yeah, no, like this is a thing. One of the hardest things, one of the hardest things anyone can do is truly find what they consider their purpose. Uh, because I think um, there's a, like, I, like for about a year, well, 18 months, like uh-huh. me and my lady, we moved to Cambridge uh, for like, she did her MBA out there. Okay. Uh, like a place called uh, Judd Business School. And like, this is the thing, like, I, like me, I'm a lifelong Londoner. And like, yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, um, yeah, Cambridge. Looked around, was like, okay. Like, I go to the, like, when the gyms were open, I go to the gym on a regular basis. Uh-huh. Like, and I, like, I was quite fortunate to meet uh, this lad and his dad uh, of the name of George O'Farrell. And, like, this kid, i got to say, 110% locked in. He was like, yeah, I want to be a personal trainer. I want to be a bodybuilder. I want to be a professional. Like, it was like, it was just like, Okay, uh-huh. this, this kid was 17 at the time when I first met him. I was like going, look, 17. Like, yeah, he can, like, he can make mistake after mistake after mistake for 10 years. He's still 27 and he's still got a bucket load of time. But right. anyone, I was like going, yeah, to find that quality where yeah. like someone has found their passion, their direction, their purpose in yeah. life, at a young age, you know, it's like, I'm, there's part of me was like, I'm, uh, you make me sick. But, <laughs> but, it was like a, but it was a case of like straight up, I had to like give out like much respect to him because it was a case yeah. like, yeah, there are people two, three, four times, people about to shuffle off this world who have no idea no clue they've never sought it out and they haven't found it and they're lost to find yourself like that i was like wow have to be have to be impressed and you got to like i told his dad i was like yeah you know what well you either get on board or get out of the way because (laughs) there's only one way he's going it's like right yeah yeah i need to meet more people like that in this world like, you know, and, it, and it needs to be encouraged. We, mm. Oftentimes we're not encouraged to find our purpose. We're encouraged to find a job. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or find a career or find a job, basically. Yeah. But the, luckily for me, I was blessed that, well, I'll take that back. Uh, because I, was, I was, did well in math mm. in high, you know, school, I was a good you know, math person. Um, my math teacher was like, oh, you should major in math. I said, well, what can I do with that? And he was like, be a math teacher or an accountant. I said, an accountant. Yeah, Yeah, cool. Awesome. So my 11th grade year in high school, I took an accounting class. Mm. And I was like, great. Uh, Did well in the class, made an A. So, but the teacher would always get on me because after I did my work, I want to talk about the numbers. (laughs) Like, (laughs) how did you you jump out? I wanted to talk. about it and she'd be like and so one day I asked the teacher I said tell me about your day as an accountant I know you come here and teach us but what do you do outside of here so she's like I work in my office and I have you know all of it I said so when do you get to talk to the people who do you talk to (laughs) 
And she was like, well, nobody really. I was like, oh. I don't know if accounting is for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to talk to people. <laughs> yes, I <laughs> it's like my mom was like, I came out the womb talking. So I'm yeah. like, that's not a good career for me. <laughs> but I'm re- I'm glad I recognized it because mm. I was headed down that, that path to be an accountant. Mm. Because it was said it was a great job, a great career, but it didn't align with who I am. Like I like people, I like creativity, I mm. like to connect, I like to do things, and that just didn't align with me. But that was not, I was told to get a good job, not to see what aligns with who I am and what I love to do. So we need more people doing that and especially telling kids at a younger age, well, what is it that you love? What is it? Don't worry about how much money you can make at it. What what are you passionate about? What do you Mm. feel like you need, you can make a difference in? So to find speech pathology, to find it, find it. I was like, I get to pay to help. I get paid to help people learn how to talk as much as I like to talk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I think you found the right profession I for it. I like to counsel, I like to talk to people, I like to coach, you know, mm. I was a cheerleader, I, you know, this all what I'm doing aligns with who I am. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, that's great. I'm loving that. I'm loving that. Yeah, because like I agree. Like I think like yeah, with I think when people went, yeah, you need to just find a job. Like this is, I think this is conversations where you're talking about like the 80s back to like basically up to the second world war, maybe beyond that, where you get a job, you're in that job forever. You know, like, you know what I mean? That's it. You are like, you got a lifetime guaranteed job. Like you're not going to get fired. Nothing's going to happen. That's it. Like now where things are, let's just say a little bit more fluid. You you can't, yeah, just saying I'm going to do a safe job. No, because honestly, there is no such thing as a safe job. I don't think there's been any such thing as a safe job since like tail end of the 90s and like coming forward. (laughs) Yeah, you go, right. So like, chase some of your passions chase some of your dreams like if you're gonna fail like fail at something you want to do rather than like doing something else what someone else wants you to do uh that's what i say yeah i remember when i started my my speech therapy private i have a private practice my own company right Mm. and i had been working um for other people for about 10 years Mm. and i remember i was like hey i'm gonna strike out i'm gonna do it myself you know i'm going for it right and I remember my dad, my dad, you know, comes from that generation you talked about, about you getting the job, you keep a good, you get a good job and you keep that job forever. Mm. And here I was, I quit a good job. Mm. I was a supervisor. I was a manager over a team. So I had the position, I had the title, I had the office, you know? Mm. And so, but I was like, but I want to do my own thing. I want to, I want my creative freedom. I want my freedom to, to, to do it the way I want to do it. Right. And so I didn't tell my dad initially what I was doing until I had my ducks in a row, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And so I remember one day he was like, when are you going to get a job? I was like, I have a job. (laughs) My own company. Yeah. What? No, you you deliberately avoid that sort of moment where parents are like, look, get that job, keep that job. And when you go, I'm starting out by myself, you know, that that look off just like, Mm-hmm. Okay, you're starting out by yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
and like you know what when everything goes well like it's always your parents which are the first ones like, i believed in them all the way from the beginning when they told me they're gonna leave their job i went you're damn right leave that job i was there with you there with you just like oh, yeah that's right yeah i clapped clapped her out that's like yeah go get your future baby girl get exactly your- exactly yeah. Now, like, now he's my biggest cheerleader, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Parents always do that. Always. It's like, look, like, when I have kids in the future, I'm sort of like, yeah, come on now. <laughs> come on. It's like, like, chase a dream, but I just want to get a job. No, get out there. Take <laughs> <laughs> me like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, until they must really come up to me and go, chase that. I'm chasing my dream, Dad. It's going to be 50,000. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's pricey right there. <laughs> then my dad and my mom, too. Um, yeah. I was, you know, I've been fortunate enough to help, you know, to help take care of them, right? Mm. So, but in the beginning, um, and I couldn't, you know, but, but things, my business took off, things, you know, came good. I was able to help them more financially. And so I told my so years later, I said, Daddy, you you believe me? Like, yeah, yeah, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you said that. I'm like, yeah, okay, okay. And so now, if um, if, even with starting on your amazing any business venture I do, mm. I'd be like, Dad, um, I say, remember, when I get a raise, you get a raise, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and so now he's like, you can do it, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Just coming up with business portfolios. Are you all about doing this? <laughs> and, and, and he promotes my business too. <laughs> <He doesn't. laughs> uh, 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 in, the, in the fourth quarter, what you'll find is this will increase by 10%. <laughs> Like, who are you? <laughs> exactly. He promoted my books. He was telling people, my baby girl, my baby wrote a book. You know, I was like, good daddy. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Loving it. It's like, my baby's done a book. It's great. Come on. Listen to it. Listen to it. And he, now, even with the workshops, you know, I've done workshops in North Carolina, different parts of the country. And so he'll ask me, how did workshop go? Ah. <laughs> like he, you know, he's involved. He's like, he's, I was like, good, thank you for asking. But he's, you know, I know he's sincerely concerned on, and, you know, and want to know. But to know that, I, that now he sees the vision and he sees that, mm. you know, he believes in me, you know, and that means a lot, you know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, he, he, he's one of my biggest promoters. <laughs> That's brilliant. I'm glad he's on board now. That's awesome. Like, yeah, with regards to workshops, um, I, sure. how are you bringing people together now? Is it over Zoom or is it over Teams? How's that working? Oh, let me tell you about that. Again, we talked about being able to pivot, being able to go and, and, and be creative. So back in April, I was supposed to host a, a, a in-person workshop mm. in North Carolina. Well, of course, with everything happened with the COVID, so I had to reschedule. I had to cancel it, basically. And so I was like, well, now what? So about two weeks ago, I hosted my first virtual workshop. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So of course, I'm going to be doing more virtual workshops. Oh, excellent. And were you using Zoom? Like I use Zoom, yeah. I use Zoom. Okay, yeah. No, because this is the thing. Yeah. Um, don't think it's like, let me see. I've got the full version. And I'm on the sort of second package. But that's uh-huh. like hosts like, 
I can, if I really wanted to, I can host up to 150 people or something yeah. like that. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I, it was really great. I had uh, people from all, you know, all over the country. Now, it was like, oh my God. Whereas when you do it in person, you can kind of get people, you know, in that local area. But because it was on Zoom, it was virtual. Mm. It was people from different parts of the United States. Well, I'd say you should think bigger, my friend. Think bigger. I am. Uh, oh, oh, here we go. Oh, here we go. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm excited. I was really excited about that. So, I'm, I'm, the plan is to host another one next month in June. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And with that, is it going to be a case of, are you going to extend your reach outside of the U.S.? Uh, as time goes on, or is it a case of you're just keeping it like U.S. centric right now? Uh, you know what? I'm glad you asked that. I my my vision, my 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 dream, my my hope is that the Own Your Amazing movement is global. Mm. You know? It's global. Uh, again, I I was interviewed a couple of weeks last month from a guy in Malaysia. He asked me the same thing. I'm like, he's like, can people in Malaysia be included? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I was supposed to be speaking in Canada in a couple of months. Absolutely. Everybody. I want everybody to own. They're amazing. You know, so no, it's not just a United States thing. This is a world thing. We all need to own it. We all need to understand we're valuable. We all need to live on purpose and we all need to share ourselves with the world. That's mm. the movement. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. <laughs> so, Yes, yeah, so I thank you for this opportunity. I mean, the fact that you're in the UK, you know, I'm not, excited about that. It's amazing, you not, know. But put it this way, I'm just here to help people get their voices out there, um, yeah. help them get that little bit more reach. Yeah. And like, yeah, like one of the things why I'm doing like podcasting right now is like, uh -huh. yeah, as time goes by, like. In your sort of teens, you talk to everyone. Like in your 20s, you're out there meeting everyone. When you get in your 30s, you're not so much being proactive, going out there or anything like that. Me, I'm in my 40s now. And mm -hmm. it's a case of, yeah, like meeting new people, talking to new people, like helping me sort of grow that through different conversations. Um, basically, it was like stopping. I could see it stopping. And like, yeah, mm -hmm. next decade along, it'll just even be worse than that. So mm -hmm. like, and going forward, who knows? I most really like know three people and like, yeah, a shoe. It's like, <laughs> what was that shoe? Okay, great. <laughs> but, you know, but like the whole thing is, I still want to push myself. I still want to grow. And like, basically by talking to people, uh, like, a number of different people unique yeah. people great people it helps me grow it helps keep me inspired and like yeah keep, keep pushing forward and if i can help get their stories get their messages out there um yeah i think i've done a small service yeah. uh like small beginnings who yeah. knows where it'll lead uh exactly. but yeah uh, but how long I, have you done this i have been um, I started in October, but like it was a start pause and then basically that sort of got my first person as a guest uh -huh. on in November. Because when I started, I was like, yes, this is the day in day out podcast. Uh, my name's Mirady B and I'm here to tell you my thoughts. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, so it was me talking, I was like, I'm like talking into a microphone for half an hour, like going, 
No, I really need to talk to other people out there because no. Right. Yeah. So yeah, got this kicked off in November with my first guest. And like, let's just say, oh yeah, it was a smooth transition into podcasting. No. (laughs) uh, Yeah. Things didn't work. That didn't work. Like, Like put it this way, my first guest, they did the recording for me because everything on my side was just like, I was like sitting there, that's like, I, <sighs> it's like, uh, am I crazy for doing this? Am I like, am I insane? Should I be doing something else? Should I just leave right. it alone? And then, like, yeah, time goes by doing one after the other and like again and again and again, getting into the grind of it. Yeah making it happen uh like trying to source as many guests as possible so i can talk to them like yeah like look for the right guests bring on like the right people it's like yeah yeah, it's not it's not it's not easy and if anyone says it was easy yeah like basically sourcing people that's the hard bit like it's the bit which i dislike the most because you got to go okay Try to get hold of people, like, yeah, you send the message, sometimes yeah. they come back, sometimes they don't, and you're like, you're like oh, this person will be great, this person will be perfect, and that's like, get ghosted, and then when you come on, when, like, when I'm fortunate enough to get people on like yourself, and we're having a conversation, I'm, like, I've got to say, I'm very appreciative of it, because, hey, grateful, because it's like, yeah, you've given up a little bit of your time, you're talking right now, and like, yeah, I'm hearing your story, and basically, yeah, it helps enrich me. And I'm just like so filled with like, yeah, um, pride, joy, happiness. And like, yeah, I won't lie. And like, yeah, it, this part is the fun part for me. Yeah. <laughs> it like brings a smile to my face. And like, yeah. yeah. So like, ah, I, I encourage people to like, if they've got a good enough voice or they have that belief in themselves, mm-hmm. like, yeah, do a podcast. And look, yeah. the whole point is, I think in this world today, with all the craziness which is going on, mm-hmm. conversation is the thing what needs to be done a lot more. And look, uh, there are too many people yeah. which, that small group of minority, which scream and shout and yeah. like spew out that negativity out yeah. into the world. Yeah. And then because they're so loud, they become the mouthpieces for mm-hmm. a whole demographic of people which they might not be talking any truth for those people whatsoever and by having that conversation by like talking to different people look it just goes right this is what that person's doing to push forward this is the this is what this person's going like to do right now to get this this is what they're doing to help level up and look uh, I watched uh, the Joe Rogan podcast earlier in the week with Chris, like, sorry, Kevin Hart uh, mm-hmm. on there. And like, look, I've watched him, like Kevin Hart, twice on the Joe Rogan podcast. And you go, yeah, you're like, wow. Inspirational fellow pushing it. And like, you know what? You go, wow. If more people could be like him, you go, well, the world would be like far better place. Yeah. But many people look at that and go, well, it's unattainable and like like yeah they're doing that thing and everything like this but 
when you get people who are on the come up, who are like, yeah, 11 and up, and like you can see them in the trenches next to you, mm-hmm. it's like going, you look across and go, you're here shoulder to shoulder with me. Yeah. You don't go, but if you're like, I'm hearing your story and that path I'm walking on right now, mm-hmm. it might, like, I'm finding it, I'm having troubles. I'm finding it's not as easy. Yeah. And like, yeah, I might be losing a little bit of hope, but yeah. they look over, they listen to your story and they might go, okay, I get it. I understand. Yeah. And then like, get a little bit, like chest puffs out a little bit, yeah. back straightens and mm-hmm. they go forward. And if I can help with that, yeah, I'll be happy. That's amazing. That's good. That's good stuff. I'm telling you, that's good stuff. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what it's about, you know, coming together, collaborating um, for the good, for the positivity, mm. you know, of, of not, you know, for our, our communities, for the countries, uh, and for the world, period, you know? Like you said, it's so much negative noise out there that um, sometimes it seems like we're being drowned out, but, you know, we have to make the intention every day to be positive and keep mm-hmm. pushing for it no matter what. So I'm always encouraged just to see people like you and other people who are doing their thing, you know, because it tells me I can do mine too. And so I appreciate the platform. I pre- appreciate this opportunity, you know, just to share my message, my story, in the hopes that it may help someone, even mm-hmm. just one, even yeah. just one person. I'm good. If it's one, I'm good, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Get the I'm one. Good. Get it's the one, one, then get, get the, the many. Exactly. 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 Yes. So that's what keeps me going. I said, if I can just help one, you know, even in the in the Bible, you know, the lost sheep, they went. It was ninety nine, and one was missing. They said, I got to go find the one. So that's always my. If I can just help one, it was worth it. That one is worth going looking for, right? That one is worth helping. So if our conversation can help one person today, it was worth it. It was worth my time and I know worth your time to come on here. So, because it's worth, uh, one life is worth it, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. One life is worth it. <laughs> ah, excellent. Like, sadly, our time has come to an end. But yeah, but what I'd like to say is, yeah, thank you for coming on today. Uh, let the people, like, let the lovely people out there know where they can find you uh, on your social medias and such. And such. Okay. Look, I haven't had my paper in front of me, so I'm like, I'll... <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> Earth, planet Earth. <laughs> okay. uh, yeah. <laughs> so I have a website. My website is ownyouramazingnow.com. Yep. On Facebook, you can find me at, at um, Dr. Denise on your amazing. Instagram, I'm at Dr. Denise Moore. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> no problem. What I'll do, I'll put all of this information in the show notes, uh, the episode notes. And yeah, uh, yeah, please, people, go out there, like get a click in and yeah, get some motivation, positivity from this lovely lady. All I've got to say is, yeah, she brings it, brings it with the thunder. And yeah, we need more people like her in this world. That's what I've got to say. But as I got to say this, all I say goodbye to you, my friends. I say goodbye to you, my life warriors. Stay well, stay safe, be awesome, 
be positive, be all the positive bees you can be, and yeah, be happy. Peace. <laughs> oh, yeah.